Hey guys, this is uh, your boy, Al Lover, um, coming at you with a new podcast that I got. It's called Elevated Transmissions. Uh, it's a podcast we're going to be bringing to you on a regular basis, discussing music, um, philosophy, life, art, death, existentialism, drugs other things that are important in life <laughs> uh, yeah so working on this with a friend of mine josh kerr who's helping with some uh, coordination and production uh and um in affiliation with the levitation festival uh really an honor to be part of that and uh be included with uh, the awesome things that they're doing all over the world um yeah, so this is a, a new podcast that I'm putting together to kind of uh, talk to bands and people that I really admire and consider friends, consider uh, peers, uh, look up to, people I look up to, you know, just all across the board, uh, people that I think are doing really interesting things and, uh, you know, this left field genre of music that we deem psychedelia, uh, whether it be rock and roll, uh, rap music, um, folk, uh, experimental, avant-garde, anything, you know, I, it's, it's all interesting experimentalism in my mind. So, um, yeah, this, uh, this podcast is going to kind of explore that. So we're going to start off the podcast series with a few interviews that I conducted with some of the bands that were involved with the Pet Sounds tribute record. Um, that I helped produce and curate. I um, it was a really honor. It was really an honor to to get some of these bands involved, people that I consider friends and and uh, people I've been fans of for a while. Lots of great bands were involved, um, and uh, it was a real honor to be to uh, to have a to have a part in something like this. Um, so yeah, Holy Wave is going to be the first one. We got Shannon and the Clams, uh, the Black Angels, Morgan Delt, Cool Ghouls. Um, yeah, some, some really cool bands. We're going to start off the podcast series talking about the Beach Boys and, uh, their influence on, uh, on these bands that were involved with the compilation. This week, the first week, we're got a little uh we've got a little interview with uh, a couple buddies of mine from the band holy wave from here in austin texas um they've been doing their thing for a while and they're on the reverberation appreciation society label that i am on and i am working with uh we just did this pet sounds compilation a tribute to pet sounds with a bunch of great bands they're included on it so we are talking about um their love of the beach boys and brian wilson and other things uh just kind of cutting up and talking shit uh it's great to have them involved with the compilation and their new record freaks and nurture that is out right now is fantastic as well these kids are incredibly talented and um yeah i'm glad to call them friends and have them as uh you know label mates and whatnot and buds good buds 
Uh, so we got Ryan and Kyle from Holy Wave on the podcast today, and we're just going to talk some shit. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Levitation and uh, everyone involved. I know this, uh, this past year, um, the situation was not ideal, and there's a lot of um, unfortunate circumstances and a huge unfortunate circumstance that the festival was canceled. Um, and, you know, I just want to take a minute to thank everyone involved in the festival, involved in the local Austin scene, all the people that came here from all over the world, that, uh, you know, we're, we were all distraught given the circumstances. And uh, it was very unfortunate, um, but I think people came together as best they could um, in this you know, really shitty time and, and did the best they could. And, and I really appreciate everyone who, who kind of saw that and, um, and really worked to uh, make the best of a, of a bad situation. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people are out there kind of bummed out about the, uh, about the festival and maybe talking smack online and, you know, and I understand the frustration, but, you know, bear, bear with us here. Um, and uh, we're going to work it out so next year is even better. At least I'm, I'm saying that. I don't quote me. I'm not the festival, but I am involved to a certain capacity, and uh, I do have faith in the people in the organization that I think are really trying hard to, uh, to do a great thing, and um, I just want everyone out there to know that we appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all, and uh, the support, um, given the circumstances, again, uh, has been great and I, I really want to personally thank everyone involved, everyone who was here, uh, who made the best of uh, an unfortunate thing and uh, really appreciate that y'all. So anyways, I uh, just wanted to get that out there. Um, but yeah, so I guess we're gonna move in to this little interview with my boys from Holy Wave, Ryan and Kyle that uh, were nice enough to come by and sit in my small bedroom and conduct this little interview. Um, I hope y'all enjoy it. All right, cheers. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Welcome to the uh, the abode. Beautiful house. Thank you, nice. thank you. The psychedelic shack, as I have deemed it. I think it's pretty Greek or Mediterranean, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we were on a fucking mountainside. I wish looking Crete, some... dude. I'd say Phoenician. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys been to Greece before? No. No. I went there once. I played a couple shows. It was really cool. I hear it's amazing. It's like yeah. the Mexico of Europe, like I guess. Like what? Uh, I, Did I've you say it's the Mexico of Europe? Well, I mean, as far as like the way people turn out to shows and like the energy and people have compared it to like the, the way people are about music in Mexico. Yeah, I think it's a place where people are very enthusiastic. Yeah, I think the Greeks and the Romans, uh, it was about 500 BCE, Bef when they started uh, pouring aphrodisiacs directly into the Mediterranean. So, uh, you know, it's kind of got that Hence love. the island of Lesbos. Yeah. Exactly. All right. That's where we get that Psychedelic kind of cheese, too. Yeah. History's Mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the name of this podcast? History's <laughs> <Yeah>. Mysteries. <laughs> History's <laughs> Mysteries with a bunch of boneheads. Yeah. <laughs> no degree is allowed into this room. Yeah. yeah. If you went to college, you're not allowed please on leave, this sir. podcast. Yeah, please <laughs> Don't, don't enter the threshold. Yeah. But then tell me everything you know about ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, welcome, guys. Uh, Kyle, Ryan from Holy Wave. Um, really stoked to have you guys 
be a part of this compilation and i think you guys did a great job with the with the track um which track did you guys do again i forgot <laughs> we did that's not me that's a fantastic song that's a great song and you guys did a great version that is very i think brian wilson would probably be stoked to hear it thank you we'll have to ask him at the festival that was one of those things i was wondering the entire time was like what is he gonna think you know if you decide to take it in a very very different direction is that better or worse or if you decide to kind of be like i can kind of sound like the beach boys and and this is our rendition of it yeah i don't know i mean i i assume that if you're like thinking about what he would think you would maybe want to like honor his yeah exactly. his sound or his attempt out, to, to like you know capture what he captured but i think there's also uh a degree of um you know doing your own thing exactly. like i think cool ghouls did a really their own take on the song it's pretty upbeat and yeah, blah 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 yeah. um so it's a really different f style but it still sounds great and it's it's true to form it's still a clearly a beach yeah. boys song yeah yeah exactly yeah. i feel like everybody really stepped their game up because it's pet sounds you know everybody well, it's a fucking really, tough record man everybody it really wanted to like pay it good tribute though i was kind of worried there's a lot of pressure <laughs> yeah. too, to be honest you did a great job man we started listening i mean to you song. guys did a great job thank you I did a great job picking everyone out. Yeah, you yeah. did. And by that I mean just calling up friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it could have it could have been a disaster. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I was pretty confident in um, in everyone's abilities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and the power I, of the music as well. It's it's yeah. music that like it's it. I mean, it's easy to mess up. But it's hard to make it sound bad at the same time, yeah. kind of, because they're, it's just such well-written music, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you know how to translate it and you have good exactly. taste, then you're going to be able to do it. Like, yeah. And that's what I've, I had confidence in everyone involved, that like they'll be able to do a dope job. Or at least something unique and, and original. Yeah. Um, which I think is the case for everyone. Well, we've been trying to we've been trying to sound like Brian Wilson for a long time, so it's kind of <laughs> and that that kind of that that was kind of crazy too for me because I was like all these people that I know, whether they're friends or acquaintances, like I know that they have this influence. Oh yeah, and I know that they'll be into the idea, and I know that they'll know exactly how to do it to yeah. a degree. Um, which I think you guys obviously you know listen to New Year music. It's obviously inspired by that. Definitely. Um, you know the lushness and the texture that you guys kind of apply, and the harmonies and all that stuff. You yeah, can, you can sense it. You know? Yeah, we we added a couple of harmonies in there. I actually remember talking to Ryan about trying to make it sound more like Phil Spector. Yeah. So yeah. if Brian Wilson did hear it, maybe he'd like it more. Like more. <laughs> you, like, put a little of that Phil Spector yeah. thing in there. You know. Yeah. You gotta put the Phil Spector thing yeah. in there. Or Bert. I was going for a Bert Backrack, but he, it ended up being more Phil Spector. I'd say. <laughs> Both those guys, yeah. man. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy to me. Like every time. I have like a soul record that I truly, really like. Like seven times out of ten, I look at it, and it's like a Burt Bacharach arrangement oh, yeah, or like totally. production he's, or he's something. He's a master composer, man. And you know, I never like listened to his music when I was younger, but like you did know, without did. knowing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, but then like as I got older and more into like checking liner notes and producers and all that nerdy shit, I was like, dude, Burt Bacharach, he's all man. over the Holy place, man. Shit. Yeah, especially once him and Dion teamed up, it was like unstoppable. Oh, fucking Dion, man! Um, I'm gonna bring up some of these questions real quick, Heard guys. Them. That I, just to kind of get things started. 
Um, because I'm editing all of that out. That was, that was <laughs> a horrible. Dude, that was intro. a good warm up. Though. I, all right. I do like. I do <laughs> like your future machine. My voice is feeling greased up. Ready? That's definitely getting edited out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you guys? Um, why did you guys gravitate towards? That's not me. Uh, I will say it was probably none of our first picks. Uh, it was one of our favorite tracks on the record, but it was all one that we all really liked and could agree with. I know that Kyle wanted to do, um, which do you want to do? I want to do, uh, I just wasn't made for these times. Yeah. That's just my, that's one of my favorite songs yeah. of all time. I want to do O Carolina. Yeah. But that's funny. Cause, uh, that was Shannon's two picks were, uh, those two. I thought most of the singles were going to go quick, but those were the ones that actually got picked up last. I mean, yeah. it might be the most intimidating one. That's what think I about thought. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not... I think, like, the subject matter of that song, all of us coming from El Paso and moving out here, there's, like, a little bit of... We yeah. could all kind of relate to what it was about. And You're on your own tip. You have to, yeah. like, continue to be yourself, no matter, of course. like... Course, if yeah, you yeah. if you go to the big city or not, you know. For me, also, I I really got into this album at a time when a girlfriend and I had broken up, and she had moved away, <laughs> and I remember listening to this song and being like, "She's coming back because this song is like, it's gonna be her story." And you know, it's I don't know, it was so weird. I was young, I was twenty. You put years it on old, that mixtape. Oh yeah, you dude. sent it off. Oh, yeah. Like, hey girl, I know Come you're on, not. Just... I know we're not speaking, but. <laughs> I Please feel this way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like back in the day, you like try to slip in the like hidden innuendo oh, with the yeah, songs dude. on the mixtape. Put God only knows on that track too, man. Oh, on that, man. that, you know what I mean. As the ender, the yeah, ender. As it, it was, as it, dude. I mean, she's leaving. She's driving off into the sunset, and that song pops on. You know, she's in the shed one tear. <laughs> did, did you put Did you put linger on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. So yeah, like. Speaking of, like, you were introduced to this record around that time in yeah. your life. When were you guys kind of, like, when did you guys get the infatuation with the Beach Boys or Brian Wilson? Or was it, like, from from when you were a youth? Uh, for me, definitely. My mom my mom is, like, a huge fan of the Beach Boys and just people that sang harmonies in general. So I grew up listening to, like, the, the Endless Summer, the like, the record mm -hmm. with, like, the cool, you know, how they have, like, their faces all in the jungle and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I grew up listening to that stuff. And uh, Pet Sounds, I'd say, like, after I got through, like, you know, indie music or whatever happened in the 90s and, like, my teenage interests, like, I came back around to, like, the Beatles and stuff like that. And then you, I, I listened to the Beatles when I was younger, but not as much as the Beach Boys. Really? But, but when I got back into the Beatles, I also kind of revisited the Beach Boys with, like, a mm. little bit different of an understanding of what they were doing, you know? You could actually now appreciate, like, the the structure yeah. in them songs. And and I'd heard stuff that influenced that yeah, after, totally. after that point. That's another thing with music is I feel like once you know what's influenced something, you you judge it by a different set of standards. Oh, sort of course, of. man. Yeah, of course. And that that's to me talking and, like, learning more about this record because, like, initially I was not, like, the big Beach Boys guy. Yeah. I never grew up with it. You know, like there was some songs I was talking to Chris Catalina the other day and he was talking about how he was introduced via the movie Teen Wolf. <laughs> and when he was doing the surf in USA, like yeah. on the van. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. That was like a quintessential moment of childhood. Yeah. Uh, for most people around our age bracket, I guess. And uh, what's uh, Flight of the Navigator? Is that the one that's got a... Uh... Is that got a Beach Boys song? Yeah, in it? it's got that, that Beach Boys song. Uh... Wendy? She'll have fun, 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 oh, fun, 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 fun. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Take the T-bird away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bitch ass. He's just dad. hanging out in a spaceship yeah, what a dick. with a robot. Man. Have some respect. That, I didn't. Re- I don't remember that. I remember yeah. that movie. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one from back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah. Oh, go uh, ahead. Go I was in Surf Ninjas, dude. <laughs> Barbara Ann. Do you remember? Dude, yeah. Like bah, bah, Beach Boys bah, were getting bah, bah. that. The '80s loved them, dude. <laughs> Man, they were seeing that light. No wonder they all went back and sued their yeah. their dad. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's because John Stamos single handedly brought the Beach Boys back. <laughs> 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 Thanks, John. John yeah. Stamos, big up for uh, bringing back the Beach yeah. Boys. You'll always uh, be my uncle. Yeah, big ups to, <laughs> to Unky. Unky Joey. Yeah. But for me, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, the context of what you understand the influences of the music once you get a little older and you start nerding out, and then it changes the whole shit. Like, so for me, like, kind of understanding you know, this kind of uh, rivalry between the Beatles and the Beach Boys that was going on. Or it wasn't it wasn't a rivalry, but an influence. Yeah. Um, they were trying to one-up each other, I yeah. will say. I think you could call it competition. Yeah. That is, competition. that is a healthy competition. Yeah. I don't know what the... I, I know that they were both fans, but yeah. I wonder how it was if they ever, like, met each other in person. Well, from what I've heard stories of... I mean, even if you've seen that movie Love and Mercy, that biopic about Brian Wilson... It, I mean, even before this, I, I mean, I don't know, but his story is that, from what I've always heard, is he hears Rubber Soul and it's an album that has no singles on it, and he's just like, this is a, a kind of an awesome idea. No longer writing, like, a single or a hit and then an album around it. Now you're just writing an album for an album's sake. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the idea, you know, when the when the 12-inch kind of came into play. It was just a collection of 7-inches, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. That's what all the albums were, and, and, yeah, once the concept of the album was born, it's like whole new platform yeah it's almost like bringing it back taking one step back to like pieces you know what i mean yeah, like music yeah, yeah. With, it's it's almost going back to like classical music a little yeah. bit yeah yeah or at least you know composed music. movements yeah. and that's another thing getting older and hearing like george gershwin and like lenny bernstein and stuff like that like there's a lot of those elements in brian wilson's music oh yeah also, oh you yeah know? you can see that for sure yeah. man it's yeah i mean it, it definitely moves like that especially mm-hmm. pet sounds it moves like a classical it record does. but a uh, classical uh, written in such a way that a kid can listen to it and think it's the simplest thing in the world you know well especially yeah. if you set it to a bugs bunny cartoon yeah <laughs> you know that's how i was introduced to classical music yeah, my totally. dad was like Check out these Bugs Bunny cartoons. It's the it's best. Like, this music is fantastic. Yeah. And then I grow. I was like, I hate classical music. And now I'm like older. I'm like, you know, I put on the classical station yeah, yeah. Every once in a while for yeah, a drive. Treat yourself dig nice, it. dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend recently showed me that clip of Bugs Bunny playing a Franz Liszt song. And it's oh, so amazing, good. It's like it? he's going so fast, and then his fingers just get yeah. all tied up <laughs> <laughs> together. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back yeah. and watch some of those old uh, Looney stuff. Tunes, man. Some of them are a little rough mm-hmm. with the like racism and the. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not too bad. It's, it's a like byproduct Popeye. of the time. Those are so different times. Yeah. Different times, but it's still like a little like wrenching. Like, oh man, I didn't notice that as a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I mean, like this record obviously is a big influence, especially when you understand the cultural references and, um, I mean, like. Like you were saying, was it? It was like a breakup record for you then. Yeah, it was definitely a record. Like you know, uh, don't cry, put your head, or uh, don't talk, put your head on my oh, shoulder. Oh yeah, yeah, songs like that. So you go from a song like "That's Not Me," where for me that was a, the idea that she had left me, but maybe like maybe she'll realize that and come back. And then the next track is just like dealing with like the sadness, dealing with the sadness of it all. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then you, you there's it really is an introspective album. I think that was written in a time maybe in between love and then a place where you lost it a little bit. Like sometimes it's playing with all these different emotions. Oh yeah, I mean he was like what like I guess like twenty two, yeah, twenty three around that age, He's something like guy. that. You're really susceptible to that kind of shit oh, yeah. when you're, like, you're that age, man. Just like, starting to experiment. Just with starting drugs to understand and stuff. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that. Listen to those songs makes me think of like every ex girlfriend all at once. Yeah, like, totally. And the like, just mush of ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, every, all of them, like all the aspects that are great about all of them. Like, well, exactly. Damn. It's the silver right. lining. The album has an an. Uh, uh, for sure, there's a like a definite silver lining. No matter how sad you are, which is why I gravitated to it because I was so sad at the time. But it always and you always end up leaving positive after listening to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a beautiful record. You can't deny the beauty of the tragedy. Yeah, the beauty in the <laughs> it's tragedy. like tragedy and and uh, and beauty at the same yeah. time or whatever. There's a certain level of that like outcast mentality on it. Also, I think totally, where it's totally. like you know. Punk. You view, viewing yeah. yourself as an outsider, which I felt like is always a really beautiful artistic quality to have going on. Oh, of course, man. I mean, that's where all the good art comes yeah. from, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. If you're the status quo, like, what are you even trying to make art for? Like, it's like that one song. I'm on a... the outside. <laughs> 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 that's exactly what we're I'm looking in. <laughs> no. And then that get used for like a Coca Cola commercial yeah, or something. No. You know? That's the funny shit. Like watching the uh, that's some shit that gets me these days. It's like watching these commercials that are like, be an, be yourself, be an outsider. I know. with this product. <laughs> it's like, what are you even talking about? Don't be Who's afraid. Buying by Coke. That, You're an individual Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With your name on it. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, of I, here, that's dude. just being an individual yeah. now is. An army of one. Yeah. <laughs> no, being a, being an outsider is the new being an insider. You know what I mean? E- everyone's gonna become unified through their outsider minship. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I. You know. I mean. I think that's a byproduct of capitalist society and the pursuit of the like manifest destiny pursuit yeah. that like kind of built this country of like every man, well, for, except for like slaves you know, and shit. Yeah, you know. Can yeah. can. Rise every to, white man can rise up and get their piece of the pie, and yeah. it's like, nah, nah, yeah, nah. That's, it's not. That's not a tight way to like do things. <laughs> no. Like you end up ruining everything. You, you you might get a little piece of that pie, but in the process, you've destroyed a lot of things, and in the end, you're probably gonna be just totally sad and miserable. Yeah, you've you destroyed the rest of the pie. Yeah, exactly. you're one piece. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoy that pie by yourself, motherfucker. Jackass, Jack, yeah. Jackass. Oh man. Um... There's gonna be like two minutes of usable audio in this. No, <laughs> no. We, got, we got some good stuff yeah. for sure. I th- I th- I think uh, there's some comedy on here for sure. Oh yeah. That's what I want it to be. I want this to be like people just being themselves. So if yeah. like if people are joking around, I want that to be in there. I don't want it to be like, oh, we have to stick to the sti- uh, script and you know like watch ourselves and yeah, you know yeah. like people should be able able to have their own opinions about things. Are we? Are we? Um, is there any way we can listen to the track right now? Um, let's see. I can bring it up. You really want to hear your own voice already? It's your voice. That is your voice. How do you feel this about is my that? Voice? No, when you, your voice, like on the Beach Boys track, you're the one that sings it. Oh, you mean the song that we recorded? Yeah, the song that we recorded. I thought I you were talking about the track that we're recording. No spoken word. No. <laughs> spoken no. word. Political philosophication. So yeah, we just listened to the track. 
you guys can peep that. You can buy the record, but um, or stream it online for free, um, or digitally download it. No cassettes, yeah. fuckers. Yeah. Uh, that's cassettes are so 2015, man. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get past that. Compact discs. Dude. <laughs> let's the 90s are back, man. The 90s are back. Let's yeah. do let's do CDs, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, floppy disk. <laughs> Good old floppy disk. <laughs> Bringing yeah, it back. We just released this new record. It's only on floppy disk. <laughs> Have you seen people who are uh, releasing like VHS, like uh, albums on VHS now? What? Yeah. Like apparently, uh, Mark from Burnt Ones just put out like a solo project, and it's you know it's set to visuals, but it's the whole record on a VHS. Oh, cool. Like you know, it's just. That's good a good cool idea. You know, that's good merch. I saw another band touring with the VHS. Uh, they had some zines and stuff too, so I just think they were like artsy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then a buddy <laughs> of mine, Drew, just uh, he does visuals. He did visuals at the last Psych Fest, and he works with Bob a little bit. But he did one for this guy named uh, Odd Nosdam, that's a producer out of Oakland, and it's uh it's the whole record's put out on VHS with Drew's like visuals or whatever, which is pretty cool, man. If you can, you know, if you can do it. But yeah, like uh, for the track, I mean, it's a pretty complex track. I mean, there's a lot of chord changes, as you were saying, and a lot of subtlety. I mean, how long did it take you guys to like really... To nail it? Yeah. Um, I think it took us a night of... <clears throat> the thing is, his songs, there's a lot of chord changes. Once you get past like the memorizing them, it's pretty easy. It's when it, Really for me, the hardest part was when you start to venture into the the harmonies that's when yeah that's when you can take a band that's not that difficult into a band that you really have to be a talented musician yeah. to to mess with you know what i mean well i mean just having those having a group that you know has their own range and knows their own yeah. range and someone who knows how to like direct everyone's range yeah. and shit like that i mean that's tough for me like listening to like old beach boy stuff and old doo-wop stuff and old rock and roll stuff with these like everyone had their range yeah and they and they just kill it. These counter melodies and and even just I haven't even I have a hard time even like actually listening and deciphering all the different parts. You know, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it just sounds like one. Yeah, it's, yeah, like wall of sound and, and yeah. I think something you have to focus on is um, empty space. Also, that's uh, something that mean? that I that I respect a lot about Pet Sounds is that that there's a lot of empty space. Like things drop out very frequently in the album when they don't need to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then they come back. It's a bare-bones album at times, yeah. Sometimes it'll drop to where it's just drums and bass and, like, a piccolo or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll, when it's time, the emphasis will be brought back to make it that much more uh, impactful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The more empty you can leave things and, and putting things only where they're required, the more chance you have to like lift it dynamically well, yeah. in the future you know totally and i mean that's that's for me i mean personally for me the way i make music is the total antithesis of that it's like i want to pummel parade yeah. with <laughs> just just intensity and um i think a lot of bands obviously like post punk rock are you know that was a the idea you know yeah. Like a, a lot of the yeah. shoegaze stuff, like all that stuff, it's like pummel with very intensity, constantly yeah. full. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a byproduct of this type of approach and the Phil Spector thing. But I also think a lot, of, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they were seriously writing music that was based around a melody, and the melody had to be the thing that wove, like wove the whole song together. So 
if you're focused on the melody, you know, and there are times sometimes when a melody sounds best, just like maybe one guitar behind it. And then at times you, you, like you said, you use that, that tool you have to just all of a sudden make it this huge wall of sound that carries that melody to like that point it needs to get to. Yeah, Some of that I think has to come from like having the song written in your head a little bit. Yeah, maybe. And you know, when, when you bring those ideas like out to everyone and, and leave like things to other people's opinions, like things are going to change. And, but when like you have control over a record, like Brian Wilson had over pet sounds, Oh yeah. He gets to just like tell people to play what's in his head. What he and wants. that's and there's some of the greatest players that have ever touched instruments yeah. in the history of yeah. at least Los Angeles, but probably most of the world too, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean <laughs> you think about the catalog that those guys were on. Yeah. I mean, the wrecking crew was just everywhere. On all types of different genres of music yeah. and like their the diversity that they had with these different styles of music is just like hours of time. Yeah. Hours of time putting into a craft is it's pretty humbling to think totally. about. Totally. Like in in that movie, I keep bringing it up, but Love and Mercy is a great a great movie, but I haven't seen it yet. It's really really awesome. And I'll I'm normally not into it's good, biopics it's like that. Very well done. They do a really good job, but yeah, I'd rather a, watch a documentary. Yeah, me too. Like, but, me too. But this the, uh, who it was a project of passion, I think. But yeah. anyways, uh, there's a scene where they're getting there he's recording good vibrations and there's a scene where there's two cellos just chugging along, and and you know what part of the song it is. It's like chuka 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 chuka, and he, the movie itself spends like five minutes on him spending probably like three hours just having those dudes play that until like every single like, like attack was he, like, perfect. Yeah, he wants them to play it more staccato. And then the whole everyone in the band you can tell is just like so pissed off, and he's just sitting there. He's like, "No, I, we can do it better, guys. We can do it better." And finally, we get the finished product. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is a perfect thing, like. Yeah. Well, that's how a lot of these producers were. And back to like Phil Spector and stuff, it's like they were some Gestapo motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> came James to these Brown recordings. Yeah. yeah, James yeah. Brown. Oh, my God. Like, this dude was a yeah, dick. Dude. These... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, because the... of that, you know, like, yeah. I mean, and that comes from, from what my understanding, especially with black music, is like that comes from the church and the church bands and how they led their groups was with that. Like um, Iron Fist or what? Yeah, yeah. Like they were like, this is you know, this is for God. You got yeah. this is music for God. The gospel choir's got to be tight. It's got to be tight. Yeah. yeah. So that's where that, you know, for a lot of the black music, and then you know the the white guys emulating it to a degree. Well, they uh, were Phil Spector definitely was doing that. Uh, I mean, of course, of course yeah. yeah. And you know, it comes from that dedication and that, you know, that. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I was going to give you a fun fact on uh, Pet Sounds, but. I think his name is Jim Gordon. I'm pretty sure he's the drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recorded on that album. He recorded with Derek and the Dominoes. He's a, he's apparently the name's the, familiar. Yeah, he he played the, but the, it's also a basic ass name. Yeah, it's so. a basic <laughs> ass name. Jim Gordon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I know Jim. He played yeah, the the. I, can, I think the, Kim Gordon is what's registering yeah, in my yeah. head. But. <laughs> That's I, her I'm dad. I'm pretty sure it's Jim That's Gordon. Yeah. yeah, I think it is her dad for sure. But he wrote the ending part, the piano part, in Layla. He recorded with oh, Harry wow. Nilsson for Nilsson Schmilson, uh-huh. with the Everly Brothers, with everybody. This guy was an insane musician. He was just a like L.A. session musician. Uh, yeah, he was. But it's the craziest story is apparently he started getting schizophrenia, and in the I think it was in the eighties or late late seventies, he apparently killed his mom with a hammer. Yeah, he was on the he's on one of the most famous. Uh, that's how I know it. He's on the uh, uh, the Incredible Bongo Band. And the Apache break, the doon, doon, doon. And it's oh, like really? a real oh, yeah. famous yeah. hip-hop breakbeat. But that record's like a big hip-hop record for the uh, the breakbeats. And he was the drummer 
Whoa. And that is what my understanding is. And yeah, he, he axed his mama. He, yeah. And it was yeah. just like apparently like a schiz- like a he got schizophrenia. I That's mean, crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he was the no, you know what else he was? He was Animal on uh he played the no. drums for Animal on I this, think he did. I, we might have to fact check this, but like I'm pretty sure that he was the drummer for Animal on the uh, show? M- on the Muppet show. He might yeah. dude, the guy was was if you look at his Ask credits, uh, it's insane. He was all over the place Ask in the 60s Jeeves, and 70s. If that's right, if we're right. All right, come on uh Little baby Wikipedia. He was on the Notorious Bird Brothers. Dang. He was on uh, Jackson Brown, Jack Bruce, The Birds, Glenn Campbell, Joe Cocker, Alice Cooper, Crosby, Stills, and Man. This guy was all over yeah, the place. Yeah, George dude. Harrison. Dr. John. Uh, John Travolta, the best of John, John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> that was when he got cocaine. That's when he discovered cocaine. That's where the schizophrenia yeah. started to come in. <laughs> He's on Randy Newman. Yeah. Dang. Uh, Nilsson Schmilson. Says Imagine and Sometime Tom in New York Petty. City. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look up this uh I'm pretty sure he had something to do with that incredible bongo band uh record. The monkeys, Eddie or Elliot Murphy. That'd be sick if he was Tom on Waits. Eddie Murphy. Phil Spector. He did some Spectre stuff. John Man. Stewart, that's awesome. Leon Russell. Tom Man, Wilson. this guy was all over the place. All over, dude. Johnny Rivers. An insane, insane prolific drummer. Yeah. Wow. I mean, think I think about think his saw, record uh, collection. His record collection. I think oh, I saw man. Yeezy. Ye- is that Yeezy there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did <laughs> the Lil Wayne's uh, <laughs> trap drums on the 808, <laughs> 1972. <laughs> that's when the schizophrenic. He's yeah, drinking too much lean. <laughs> Uh, let me let me look up this incredible bongo band. Shit. Apparently, there's a documentary about the Wrecking Crew, and he's not even mentioned at all, which is strange because he was definitely working with them for a while. Maybe. I was wrong. Maybe his one of his personalities decided that his other personality <laughs> didn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was wrong. I guess I guess I must have misread this uh he wasn't a part of him nah did one of those uh, guys still Green. still axe some dude was it another <laughs> another d- dude from man i don't know i might have had this is this was back in the day when wikipedia was not so trustworthy yeah <laughs> I, I trust wikipedia way more now yeah. there's yeah. some um it's actually i think accepted as a source on all your papers at university now is it yeah really no no it's not. Yeah, don't do that. It's kids. still yeah, 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 yeah. Kids, don't. <laughs> Wikipedia cannot be trusted. Mm-hmm. However, go to the bottom of the page. They got all their sources, exactly. and then you can just use those. <clears throat> now I got to look up this other piece of potential misinformation on the about animal. Oh yeah. Oh, hold up, hold up. Gordon was the drummer of the incredible Bongo Band's album Bongo Rock, You're which right, has dude. Apache on it. Dude, I was right. right. It didn't say it on the page. Damn. That was weird. It all comes maybe, together. maybe that was just for the whole group, and then you know he was just the one on that record. Yeah, yeah. that drum break is fantastic, though. I don't know if you guys know that song. No, but, uh, it's just it's bananas. Well, um, he does the the whole drum solo in in that song. Uh, uh, was it "Play with Fire"? That Nilsson Nilsson Schmilson record. Uh, you can climb a mountain. It's called "Jump Into the Fire." Jump Into the Fire. Yeah, he does the whole s- the drum solo on that song. That drum solo is incredible. It's I have that record. I haven't. Uh, you know, Nilsson's one of those guys that I know and appreciate, and when I listen to it, I'm like, cool. But when I got the records back in the day, because I knew I was like, this record is yeah. important. I need to have it, so I got it, played it, and was like, it's not really my thing. But now it's. 
you know, I saw the documentary and know a little more yeah. and understand his connection with like John Lennon and all this and the Beatles and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I, I appreciate it no yeah. more. So I, I need mean, to go re go revisit those records. records. Like, records like that will always kind of sneak into your life. Maybe not when you want them to, but I think they always will eventually. Yeah. I think I got like three or four copies yeah. of that record. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like you see it for a dollar, you're yeah. like, oh yeah. yeah okay, I'll get that. I could sell that for five. Yeah. You know? <laughs> got to hustle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like to think about artists now that like maybe they wrote a really good song but their their band just sucked really bad so like the song itself is in like a hundred years maybe somebody will do a version of that song that's like one of the greatest most epic songs of all time you know and it, like well the song itself will live on in infamy even though the original version that the guy wrote is well like it's kind of like shit you can you know? think about uh I mean, Badfinger is amazing. They, they don't, but their their version of "Without You" never went anywhere. And then Nilsson covers that, and it becomes yeah. one of the hugest hits ever. I got a uh, Nilsson. I think it's fairly early. Uh, can't do that. Oh yeah, forty five. And he, dude, he he like transitions into like three or four Beatles songs within the one song. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know if it was just a single release or if it was on a record. I or think what. it was just like a single release. Yeah, man. But it's fantastic. Dude, like, his voice too is his yeah, and his just his understanding. Like we were talking about Brian Wilson, like understanding of a pop sensibility and where the chord takes you and where it should go. Yeah, I was listening to a radio program the other day. I can't remember who was on it, but someone was talking about this. Like a good pop record will lead you into the next chord, and it'll feel so comfortable. Yeah, totally. yeah. Like there won't be any jarring aspects to it. Like that's what pop music is supposed to do. It's Unless supposed to give you a little fucking like comfortable oh, ride, yeah. you know, yeah. and like and really hit those sensory perceptions of what those chord changes can do. And the thing is when you Unless learn you're those songs supposed to be jarred. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's thing. It's all thought out. But the thing is when you learn those songs and you take the melody out, say you're just learning it on guitar, it's not like that. That's the that's the beauty of those pop music, those pop songs. Because if you're just playing the guitar, like this makes no fucking sense. You know what I mean? What and in not, terms of like, like if you play a Beach Boys song and you don't sing on it, just uh -huh. play the guitar chords, it won't make sense really mm. because like the changes are just like that's you're like on first listen, you're like I don't know if I like that chord change, but as soon as you take that melody and put it on top, it's just like oh my god, like yeah, yeah. like you're using the voices as part of the chord. It's that thing that's carrying you that you're talking about. It's like. Letting you know when we're moving is yeah, that yeah, melody, yeah. it's his yeah. voice. It's that's crazy that's to composition. be able to. It's yeah. like it's yeah. like writing a symphony, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. Like that's insane. Man. Once all the different single elements come together, it makes something beautiful out of the whole. Yeah. If I figure out how to play three notes, I'm like, that was amazing. That was <laughs> like yeah. to be able to conceive how how like the whole grandiose thing at once in your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is mind blowing. Yeah, different yeah. notes and maybe at a different rhythm. Yeah, like it's there, there's so many options. Yeah, inside, Man. inside the the icing, you know, because the cake is always there. There's only so many chords you can use in music, you know. But the icing, man, can be very, very complex. <laughs> the cake, <laughs> infinite too. combinations. You know, <laughs> I I think on on that note we should probably wrap it up because I think that's some wisdom that uh these kids out here are going to have to sit down with for a moment. I heard that. Guys, Thanks I really appreciate... Out. Oh, no, thank you. I really appreciate you guys being involved, um, taking some time out to sit and chat, and uh, really stoked to have you uh, here. Thanks so, a lot, thanks, man. Guys. Thanks, dude. Love you. Love you, too. So there it is. Um, 
that was my interview with Holy Wave talking about Brian Wilson and uh, the genius that he has bestowed upon the world with the record called Pet Sounds. So yeah, that's the first one, guys. Uh, I'm glad that's over with. First time's always a little uh, weird. But um, there's going to be more to come. And um, I really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to this little goofy interview. Uh, it's, it was really fun, and I'm looking forward to doing more of these and uh, really stoked um, to have you know people that'll, that'll take the time to, to check it out. So I really appreciate y'all. But yeah, um, if you want, you can get the Pet Sounds, a tribute to Pet Sounds. The compilation is available online at uh, levitation.com. And you can also get Holy Waves Freaks of Nurture is up there too. And uh, Al Lover's Zodiac versions. So have a a ball, you know, support the the music you love. And uh, we hope to uh, have you guys here next week. Um, and and onward moving forward with this podcast because uh, I think it's going to be a really cool thing and um, stay tuned for more. All right, thanks, y'all. Peace. Peace.